Hello, everyone. It is great to be back with you on this podcast. I've taken a little break for a while for personal development, some things, and frankly, been very busy. But I have been intrigued lately. I've been doing some study and some things that I really want to be able to share with you. And I kind of want to start off by uh, saying that this next uh, topic I have touched on, oh, it's probably been a year or so ago, but it really is one of the keys to being able to understanding yourself. And if you work for a business, it will also help there. If you work in a church, it will also help there. Uh, even going to a church, you'll be able to think about this. And it really, it really has been something that's been talked about for, for years now. And uh, I mean, as long as I've been uh, in any kind of uh, developing phases of, uh, of a church, uh, I guess it's been about 18 years now. Uh, I, be, I remember hearing about it just years ago at like our first little church uh, growth conference we went to down in Oklahoma City. And so, but I want to, I want to talk to you about core values. And I think really, uh, when you talk about core values, since it's been talked about so much, especially in the church and the business world, uh, it really gets overlooked in our personal lives, but it's really crucial to your personal life and to your spiritual growth. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because we all have them and we all have values that we operate from. But sometimes I, what I've dealt with, just to be frank with you, I've dealt with people that said, well, why? You know, why Why worry about that? What's it matter? So I really want to talk about not just what core values do, but, but also why they matter. And the biggest reason we need to be able to identify our core values, which is one of the first things you need to do, is to identify your core values, is because it's really the driving force of your organization or your spiritual life. And it can go for both. And and by the way, uh, one always drives the other. You've, you, it's hard to be in any organization, any company, and to be able to really feel like you're making a difference at all if you don't decide, A, these are the things that are my core values. These are the things I believe in. So core values are deep held beliefs that you believe in. And, and some people would call this convictions. And one of the things, like I said, I've dealt with is just talking to me. They're like, you know, why just, just go to work, work hard. Don't worry about it. Well, that, that may have worked years ago, but it doesn't work anymore. People really, and, and I believe it. I don't want to overuse this word culture, but these, these generations that are coming up behind uh, the generations where our grandparents were, you know, my grandpa, he had to work through the tough times of the depression and you just went out and worked just to survive. Survive, but people don't want to just survive anymore. They want to know that I'm working or I'm engaged in something that's really making a difference. And and how do they believe? And uh, they they just I think people uh, truly uh, are becoming, and I think it's a good thing. I think young people sometimes they get a bad rap uh, because you know uh, maybe they want to work differently or and, and there is some the, maybe some issue there. It just depends on the person, but but I think sometimes the, the younger generation kind of gets a bad rap. But at the same time, they're actually more interested. They get more information than we ever received uh, than than I did. You know, I'm just uh, I'm the, coming up on fifty years old here in just a few years, couple of years now. Uh, but at the same time, uh, people are just interested. They want to know, why are we doing what we're doing? Don't just go do it, but why are we doing it? 
And for me, uh, we're actually going to begin building this in the church. Uh, it's it's a process of doing, but I'm gonna we're gonna have a leadership meeting here in a while. We're gonna begin building from this uh, core value. But really, I want to talk about it on a personal level first because we have to start there. Any organization you're in, or if you're in a business, or if you own a business, or if you own if you work in ministry in the church, you have to get your core values personally first. And here's the reason why: because we I, I've heard this said so many times. That, you know, it's just mind over matter. You know, if you don't mind, it don't matter. Well, that's hogwash. That's not even reality. Uh, it's, it's, or, you know, it's all about, we, we hear a lot about, uh, uh, metacognition. Metacognition is, uh, thinking about what you're thinking. And that's really good stuff because we need to be able to think. You know, we know the Bible says what there is, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. That's not exactly, but basically, you know, Paul's telling them, think on good things. And then that's good to think about things that are good. But really, you'll be short. Uh, you, you'll be you'll you'll really have a hard time with that if you don't first. You can't just start thinking right. Because thoughts come from, you know, let's, let's back up. Your emotions come from where? Your emotions come from your thoughts. And your, and your thoughts come from where? Your thoughts come from your perceptions, right? So, so how you think about something. So if I think uh, of, of something, uh, the bear, I'm scared of it, or a dog, I'm scared of it, I'll respond because of how I see that some people aren't afraid of dogs if they've been around dogs when they're younger. Some are, but they perceive that as a threat. So then their emotion, maybe their heart goes up, they get scared, they back away, they shy away from it. But but where does it where does it really start? It really starts with our values, our values and what we value. Some people think that animals are of great value. I even see little kids. I have a grandson that's not afraid of any dog, and I'm, I don't really like that. But he's been raised around dogs since he was a, since he was a little boy, and so he really values that uh, relationship with animals. Where some of my other uh, grandkids, they don't not so much. It kind of takes them a while to warm up to them, and for for whatever reason, for for their beliefs or their values. And and if you believe that a dog is going to be scary, it doesn't matter where you, you see that dog, you back away from it. That's that's our core value. So so your beliefs and and or your convictions, you know, I think there's wisdom in being scared of, especially some dogs, you know, especially if they're ground, they look mean. But so our core value is deeper than our thoughts. So if we have a core value that God is important to us, then we attend church or we give God time and and we do that's just it and that's one thing is that i think if we're not careful we'll lie to ourselves and i don't know how many people have said well i just love god i'm really trying well no no you're not let's just get real let's get real with ourselves on things if you don't value health because if you did value health, you would either A, be careful what you eat, or B, do exercise. And I'm not saying that that is the highest value. It's this next year I'm moving into, it's one of the things I do want to value more. Because I've kind of had surgery and I had knee issues and, and you know, it was a, it was few month recovery and, and pretty well recovered almost five months later. But at the same time, I kind of let that go. So it's not been, it, it is a conviction. I do want to care about my health. I try to drink more water. I actually started taking supplements, some vitamins, but, but that is a belief. What's important. I can't just say, I believe and my value is to be healthy and continue not being healthy because truly it's not, you want to be Maybe maybe you, it's a good idea, but if you really believe it, you will act upon it. And that's what's so important. And so as I look into things, 
like faith, uh, like my convictions, uh, like my a, a business. Maybe I'm running a business or maybe I'm in a ministry. What is the core? What's the driving force that makes this thing happen? And that's where values are found. So first thing we really need to do is uncover it uncover it. You know, am I living this out? Am I doing it? Okay. If we're talking about health, am I really valuing? I say I value health. I say I believe in people being healthy. And, and so therefore, but what about our spiritual health? I believe I want to be a better Christian. So do we have Bible reading? Do we have prayer time? Do we have quiet time with God? Are we in a small group or are we in a Sunday school? Are we in a church? Those are things. And, and you, you, we can say what we want, but, and, and I'm not trying to get anybody to do anything, but I really want you to think, you know, am I living out what I really believe in? So uh, first, first of all, uncover it, then observe yourself, you know, say, am I living this out? You know, you know, and, and, and pray about it and think about it and then watch yourself for a week or for two weeks. And if you're with a team, observe your team. If you're on a ministry team, observe those that are with you. We have ministry teams at our church. We call them dream teams. And I'm going to encourage those people, those dream team leaders to watch them. Are, are they valuing whether it's uh, say they're working in security are they really valuing security or are they distracted are they doing something else Uh, maybe uh, you know and this is not an issue but it's just an example for instance if someone's just busy talking all the time and wants to share and go around and eat don't drink coffee and more engage in the service then they are probably valuing that more they may be in the wrong place or maybe they need to be just on security once a month not every week I'm using that as an example because they actually may be in the wrong place. And that's one thing these values, when you're talking about a business or a team, you may notice, you know what? Someone is always, they're always wanting to work. They're always wanting to do something. They're task oriented. And that's awesome. But you don't really want to put a task oriented person that is in the care ministry that needs to go to the hospital and sit with someone. Or someone that needs to, to, to be in the care ministry uh, of, of, you know, really listening and tuning in because they're, it's going to drive them crazy. If they're real task oriented, they're going to want to get something done and they're going to be moveners and shakers and doing stuff. And so you need to give those people more things to do, but that depends on their core value. Some people value tasks and, and, and more than they do people. And I don't mean that obviously there's a, there's a ditch on all of this, but I'm talking about someone says, I want a checklist. I want a task. I want to do this, do this, do this. Well, when you're sitting in the hospital with someone for four hours, you're going to have a hard time getting tasks done. And if you're getting tasks done on your cell phone, you probably aren't being attentive to what needs to happen. So it's important that you observe your team, that you observe yourself if you're working with a team, and then you refine your list. Don't, you know, when you're talking about core values, uh, this, like I said, this has been here for years, but companies, what they'll do as companies is they'll sit around and they'll dream. They'll talk, okay, what is our core values? What do we think our core values are? And, and they'll uncover them and then they'll observe them and then they'll refine them. And then after they refine them, after they refine them, they will share them. And they'll share them. So, for instance, if you're maybe in a in a church or a business setting, uh, matter of fact, I've seen some businesses that did this. I really didn't realize it uh, at the time they were doing it, but now looking back, I've even known. Uh, I know a couple of even oil field businesses. When I worked in the oil field, they kind of have different values than others do, and I and I think it's awesome. Uh, matter of fact, when I was in business, just to be real frank and transparent, I wish I would have known more about this. 
I hadn't really thought about it. I didn't really learn about it. No one ever taught me about it. And it's not that I didn't have convictions. And I, I, man, I was going to church and I was trusting God and I was reading my Bible and I was praying. But really, we didn't, we never took time to do this. And oh, I wish I would have had a chance. You know, you just don't get do overs. God called me away from that. But first of all, uncover, observe it, refine it, get it down, even in your personal life. What's your core values? Let me talk about personal. Because I think there's probably most people out there listening that's just personal. Um, one thing I've been thinking about this for about three months. I went to a Ramsey conference and everyone, you know, when I went out there, everyone said, Hey, be careful. They'll be when you cup your credit cards. Actually, uh, it was entree leadership. I didn't hear much about it. I heard a little bit about budgeting, but mostly it was on leadership development. Man, it was very helpful. But, but I went out there and, and so that's really when I started thinking about that here just a few months ago. Um, And one of the things I was thinking about is like me, how do I figure out, like, how do I figure it out? And one of the people that were speaking there, you know, about what my personal core values are and what even for the church, what we should really be. Uh, But one of the people that were speaking there, um, they said, uh, Ken Coleman, that's who was teaching on it. Ken Coleman, he's got a little podcast. I strongly, uh, you know, advise you to listen to that. It is driven more toward businessy, but they're a Christian valued company, but uh, he's just a very smart man. And here's what he said. He said, start with a, with you're dealing with getting the core values with someone, talk with, a, a talk about them, about their favorite movie. What's their favorite movie? Now, I don't know about you. You might not watch movies, and that's fine. But I'm a movie buff. I mean, I mean, we don't watch a lot of them, but when we watch them, we watch them. And we've been known to get onto, uh, you know, on a day off or something. My, me and my wife been known to sit there and veg for two or three hours on a movie. We haven't done it for months. We probably need to. But, man, we love watching. We watch some of the Marvel stuff. I think it's kind of gotten weird. But... We watch Marvel. We love that. We have friends when the Marvel movie comes out, we go with them and we have so much fun doing that. But think about a movie that really spoke to you. What movie was that? And what character in that movie did you, did you like the most? So whatever it is, you know, if you're, if you're talking about Iron Man, you know, you could say, you know, of course it would be Iron Man. Well, not always. It might be the smart guy behind Iron Man. Do you remember that? I hope you've seen that movie. And and uh, but 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 that's one of the things I think about. You know, some people want to be the Iron Man, but then there's some people that think, you know what, that dude, that that guy, or or what about Batman? What about Batman? You know, because I think Iron Man even had like computer technology that helped him. But what about Batman? Is it is it Batman or is it the guy that helped Batman? You know, is it the guy that that told Batman and, and was watching out for him and saying, "Look out for something on your left," and here you need to do this, and and you know that who who is it in that movie that inspired you? And you may find out, you know, and and I don't know if it was all the villain. You know, you want to be really careful about your values if the villain was the one. But but I mean, sometimes it's the underdog. You know, and, and you really value the underdog. Well, that might be pointing to your value. You know, you really want to try to encourage people and lift people up. And, and but you might not. You, you might not want to be that. You might be want to be on the front lines and, and that's helping and making a difference. But even that movie, why did it affect you that way? And I mean, movies that affected me. I'm not going to sit here and act like I haven't wept at a few movies, even a Hallmark movie. I mean, you know, me and Anna watch those from time to time. And, and, uh, and I mean, but you, you really, we love those stories. Of course, you know, Hallmark movies, you can about tell the end when you start watching the movie, but you know, of course they're going to get together they're going to fall in love. And you know, that's awesome. Well, you value relationships. And when you do that, you'll start saying, okay, could this be your value? Could that be, then you write those down. 
And then when you get them, you know, you, when you get them written down, then you start narrowing them down. But that's a way to do it. But then, of course, as Christians, we pray. We pray and seek God. You know, we seek God and say, God, what is my core value? One of my personal core values, I started to say, got a little sidetracked, is, and it has been for years, and, and I really couldn't identify it, but I would get so frustrated with people I would get so frustrated with people and, and different people have different values and this doesn't make you right or make you wrong. But one of my core values has always been to be responsive. That's been my core value. And when people aren't responsive, literally it, it makes me angry. And you know, it, it just, I've had a real battle with that. Like why aren't people responsive? Because it's my core value. But then I find, I know we can't always be responsive to everyone. I know that. But for me, it's very important that I'm that way to other people. So I began telling people, someone told me the other day, hey, I messaged you and you didn't message me back. And, and you know, I've had to put things in place. Anna's now helping me. She's retired, praise God. And she's so excited about that. My wife, Anna, then she's able to help me because I had, we have so much, I have so much value on that. That's such a core to me that she walked away from her job and kind of took an early retirement and, and she could have waited. And of course, you know, made that income, but you know, it's such, so important to me that we, that we are responsive to people that I said, I have to do better on this because it's my core value. So see, that was the driving force, not just that, you know, she was wanting to quit within three years anyway, you know, but, but at the same time, it was the driving force saying, I can't be responsive. There's too many things to, to, to respond to for me to be able to do it. So I have to add people on the team to allow me. And most of that is church ministry, but you know, some of that's family, you know, we're, it's, it's, it's bizarre, but that's important that the family that you talk and that you plan events and, and that also you're responsive to family. It's a huge core value to me, but you need to create these boundaries and clear expectations for yourself. And if you're in a company and if you're in a church and if you're on a ministry team, uh, you need to cre- create that and, and talk about that. And by the way, if you're not, say you're not a pastor, you're not an associate pastor, but you do serve on a ministry team, ask them, can we work on these core values? Can we really get down to what we're doing here? Uh, somebody said, uh, you know, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. And I think without core values, you know, we call them convictions as Christians. Without core values, then you'll aim at nothing. You'll hit it every time. You'll never, you know, you got to be careful. And when you're talking about core values, if you're building a team, you know, one of the things I've known for years, and as I served in the at church before for years, I've always, I've always really, one of my core values is diversity. And one of the reasons why is because I've seen my lack and my inability in so many areas. So one of my core values is to be a diverse. And in our church, I said, we need to be a diversity, different, different uh, ages, you know, different income brackets, different races, different cultures. We need that because there are certain cultures that really, for instance, uh, I believe that, that uh, the, the, uh, Native Americans 
honor the dead and they they go above and beyond. I love that culture. I mean, I don't, I mean, it's hours they spend and days they spend at wakes and things they do. And and I think there's something great when you bring that into your culture where I lack and I believe our culture and we 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 honor funerals. Obviously, we love being able to be with families. We do funeral dinners at our churches, but at the same time. I mean, it's good to have other people in your ministry team that have other core values or convictions, and maybe they see Lynn's the life a different way, but I've always appreciated that. So you have to try to build people around you. If you're talking about your personal life, not business, not even church, but you know, you your spouse might have, my spouse, instead of me being frustrated for the things that she doesn't do like I do, I'm trying to be better about appreciating because I have such a void in certain areas and she fills that void. But one of my core values is diversity. I, I want to foster an idea of diversity. And, you know, one of the things I, was, I, I wrote down in my little notebook when I was at this uh, a seminar at this uh, Entree Leadership is, is Chick-fil-A. And this is a good example and illustration before I'm done here. But Chick-fil-A, you know, if you've ever been to Chick-fil-A, they got something going on. I'm just telling you. My granddaughter, she says, Papa, she's going to our house. Can we go to Chick-fil-A? I said, okay, boss. Yeah, we can, we can, we can go. We'll try to make time to go. I promise you, she'd rather eat that than the steakhouse. And I don't understand it all, but I'll tell you one thing. They got a good environment. And by the way, we went in there here about a month or a month and a half ago, and they've opened their little playground back up. You know, that helps. Does McDonald's got that figured out with those kids? But, but you know what? Chick fil A does it different than others is they are there to serve. Here's here's some of their core values. Here's what drives Chick-fil-A. Every Chick-fil-A you go to is the same. It's the driving force behind their corporation. And I'm telling you, they they are, I, I just, I mean, I hate, hate to hurt anybody's feelings out there, but the chicken sandwich ain't that good. I'm just telling you, it's a pretty good chicken sandwich, but I don't know if it's worth like eight or nine bucks now, but I mean, I'm just telling you, they, they're, they're pretty good, but, but what's really good is their service. We're here to serve. We're better together. We're purpose-driven. We have a purpose. And we pursue what's next. And listen, in any Chick-fil-A you've ever been to, when you know they're there to serve, we're better together, we're purpose-driven, we pursue what is next. You think about that. What do they do? You get there, you pull up, you see somebody, they wave you up, they smile, what is the first thing they, what is it? When you order and you ask for some at every single Chick-fil-A, their core values drive it. What do they say when you say, I would like a, number one, I would like a chicken sandwich. I would like this. I would like that. I would like a kid's meal. What would they say? It's my pleasure because it's their core value because they value service. It is my pleasure. And it doesn't matter if you're in Oak, if where you're at on the east side of Wichita, west side of Wichita, wherever you had a Chick-fil-A, you will find out. They always say it's my pleasure. That is training, but the training didn't just come from some guy. It's a Christian company with Christian values with core values that says we will, those people will nearly, they'll run alongside your car getting your order and they will smile about it. In the freezing cold, they'll stand out there in their parkas because they don't want you just to wait in line. I was at Chick-fil-A six months ago in Wichita. Oh no, I was parked out on the street in West Wichita. I was 
30 cars behind. And I'm telling you, within seven minutes, I was through the line because they value speed. They value service. They value we're better together. One person takes your order. The next person goes there. The, they grab the food from that person to hand it to you. And that's why Chick-fil-A is who Chick-fil-A is. And if we're going to be, and what are we called to be? What, what was Jesus's core values? Jesus's core values was that he was full of grace and that he was full of truth. And I think if we want to look at core values for us as a Christian, we need to learn what grace is with people. Man, I'll tell you what, I, I've met some graceful people in my life. And, and I tell you, it's made me a better person. It's made me want to be more graceful, but also I've met some people that would be just real, real with you. And Jesus would do both. We try to do one or the other. And I've done a whole podcast just on this, on grace and truth. But the truth is we try. We we should try and strive that am I being graceful, but also am I being truthful? Am I willing to talk about the hard things with people, but also am I willing just to love people? You know, we have a little small group there at the church, and one of the things they've decided their core value is is unapologetic acceptance. Unapologetic acceptance. What's a great core value? Not that we're going to want you to stay there, but we're just going to love you right now. And if we love you, we're not going to apologize for it. We're not. We know it may not look right. People might not understand it. People might say, "I don't understand." Don't you want them to be better? We do. But when you accept someone, that's giving them grace. And if you give them grace and love them, then you can give them the truth as well. Friends, I hope this word's been good to you. I hope it really makes you think about core values, whether it be in your personal life or a business or your church. Because I do believe if you do look into core values, I believe it will be the driving force behind your decisions you make looking into a new year think about what are my core values how what things am i going to change to get back on track to live in the life that god has called me to live hope it's been good friends and god bless you have a wonderful wonderful christmas holiday season it's great to be back with you and god bless